Hi, this is Dr. Friedman, and you're watching Empowerment Solutions. Do you struggle with anxiety, stress, low self-esteem, or a general sense of powerlessness? Well, in this podcast, me and my expert guests share with you tools, tips, and strategies on how to overcome these struggles using the power of your conscious and subconscious mind so that you can live with greater joy, peace, and empowered authenticity. Let's say you are all the time anxious and it's really it's pretty much your emotional landscape or you react to anything unforeseen, any change with an enormous amount of stress and worry or when you feel just a little bit out of control, immediately you go into anger and frustration. Well, there may be a lot of reasons why you feel those feelings and why you're responding to your life like this. But one component that a lot of people overlook is the component of being addicted to those feelings. Yes, addicted like having this habitual emotional response and not really knowing how to get out of it. Now, it's often that we are telling ourselves or we're told that this is a disorder and brain chemistry imbalances, genetic, all those reasons why we are feeling what we are feeling. But sometimes it can be also good for us to look at what is it in ourselves that we are unconsciously doing that makes those emotions come back up over and over again, get triggered pretty much automatically. And that is what this idea of we can actually be addicted to our emotions is all about. Now, how can we get hooked on feelings? Well, there is the physical aspect, just like with any drug, when we are snorting, shooting, smoking, taking these drugs in, our body responds. And our body responds with release of some neuroendocrines, hormones. Now with anxiety or anger or any of those overwhelming stressful reactions we have, we release stress hormones. And those stress hormones are going to all those different receptors on all the different cells in our body and they are creating a reaction. Now it's very possible that our cells become so used to this reaction and so used to getting a constant uh, supply of those stress hormones that our body feels very much uh, out of sorts when we don't have any kind of stress hormones in our system. Now we know about uh, those stress junkies, the daredevils that are jumping off buildings with uh, base jumping suits and every time basically staring death in the face. We also know about the drama queens and kings that always need to make a big deal out of nothing. So there is this, this sense of, well, maybe people need in order to feel alive, this jolt of energy and this release of these neuroendocrines because the body is simply addicted to it. There is also the emotional and mental component where we have trained ourselves 
this is what we do. Something happens in our life we don't like, we immediately go into withdrawal because we feel worried or feel stressed or anxious and we are hiding out. Or someone is challenging us and we take it very personally and we lashing out and going on the attack. And when we have these habitual responses, in the end, we are seeing the whole world through the filters of those emotions. We don't see that we have different options. Be more relaxed, be more accepting, be more inquisitive, figuring out, are we making assumptions about what this person is doing? Or are we actually seeing the reality? When we have these go-to habits of this is what we do and this is how we feel, at some point it's ingrained in our mind and it becomes the new default. And we can feel strange when we don't react this way. See, there is in Egypt a place in Komambo where the temples were built usually for one deity, but there it was actually built for two. One was Sobek, which is the crocodile, and the other one was Horus, which is the hawk. One represents the darkness, you guessed right, the crocodile, the other one the light, which is the falcon. Horus uh, god, uh, in the middle of this temple, so it's nicely divided left and right, there is a line. And on that line, there is a stone seat. Now, it is said that this is the line of neutrality, the place in between light and dark. Now, what's so interesting about the seat is that when you are putting your behind on it, it's not the most comfortable place because it's made out of stone. But the moment you sit down, you literally have an emotional, mental flatline. You don't really think or feel anything. You just sit and it just feels quiet. Even though there is a lot going on around you, but it's quiet inside. Now we do, as people that we take to Egypt, make them sit there without any context, without knowing what's going on. It's so interesting to see the reactions. Some people in that quiet space within feel, oh, this is such a release. Oh my God, this feels great. I don't know what this is. I want to stay. And others feel so uncomfortable. They feel like, no, this is weird. I'm feeling out of sorts. <clears throat> I'm not really myself. This is such a almost, uh, you know, dead place to be in. Well, and this is the difference between people that feel really burdened down by their stress, their anxiety, by this mind racing and others that have been identifying themselves with it, that feel like, well, this is who I am. And if I don't have it, something is wrong with me. And there is, this is one way for you to realize, besides going to Egypt, uh, that you may be addicted to your emotions. So here are like three simple signs that can tell you I am hooked on those feelings. The first one is like with all addiction, you feel out of control. You feel like you cannot really help yourself. You just blow up every time something bad happens or you just go totally into your shell and you want to just crawl into a little hole whenever you meet somebody new. 
or whenever you make a mistake, you are beating down on yourself immediately and go into this shame and insecurity. If you feel like that you have not even thought about it, it just happens automatically. Somehow mental, emotional, physical addiction is a possibility. The second one is when you feel uncomfortable, when you don't have those feelings, as I just described. But it can also be that you're waking up in the morning and there's really no problem. There is nothing that is needing to be attended to or be worried about. And immediately you go into this discomfort, wondering what's wrong. Well, something needs to be there that I can get upset about. Something needs to make me feel anxious or stressed. And so your mind is looking for it. You're literally conjuring stuff up. And if it's not about your life, you think about the Amazon forest or the, the global climate changes or something that you can worry about. Your mind needs that jolt of worry or anxiety or stress or frustration in order to feel satisfied. So that tells you also, I don't really have a choice. It feels like I need to call my dealer, which often can be the news or just you know picking a fight with someone you care about in order to get my fix. And the third sign that you may be addicted to your emotions is this strange relief that you get when the familiar feeling comes back to you. It's a little bit like when people procrastinate. You know, they, they say, I don't like procrastinating. It's terrible. It's a bad habit. I know, but I'm still doing it. And when you actually decide to not go about your business, but to sit down and aimlessly surf on YouTube or so, there is a relief. Oh, playing hooky, got myself off the hook. And there is something similar. When you're going into the familiar pattern of your emotions, there is almost like, ah, here it is again. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling anxious. Now, not that conscious, but it's about this sense of familiarity. It's almost like a coming home to the dysfunctional self that feels better than being different. Now, how do you get out of this? I mean, you know, sounds like you are, you know, now taking all the blame for how you feel. And that's certainly not what I want you to feel. I don't want you to feel that this is your fault, just like I don't want anyone who is an addict to feel that they have to blame themselves. But it is about having choices. When you have an awareness that you're not a victim of your emotions, but that your emotions are actually becoming somehow your default and everything inside of you feels like, well, I can't live without it, then it's your conscious responsibility to do something about it. It's just like, you know, if you are dealing with an alcohol or drug problem, well, at some point you're not hanging out anymore with the people that do have the drugs because it feels just that those people are always getting you back hooked in. And you are not really keeping alcohol in the house. And you are realizing, well, there are certain patterns and, and certain triggers that I need to interrupt and nip in the bud. And maybe I need some more help to get out of this addiction. It's very similar when you are feeling that you have this habit with your feelings. And the one is the first step to take is to really notice 
that there is a lead up to that emotional release or this emotional uh, uprising. There is something that you can predict just because it's happening all the time. I'm talking about the triggers, the people that make you routinely anxious or upset, the situations that you know feels like I have no choice, but I'm immediately uh, shrinking and contracting in myself. Those things, write them down. Be aware of, well, this is what happens. This is where I get into this uh, addictive mode of having to act or think a certain way in order to have those feelings come up and, and look for alternatives. Just be aware of the fact that the reason why you are acting like this is because you are not stopping. There is a great tool. It's called Pattern Interrupt where the moment you're noticing, oh, I'm getting to the point of the anxiety exploding, right before you're interrupting the pattern by saying to your mind, hmm, we're not going there. I know where this leads. So I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to maybe put a smile on my face because that's certainly confusing. Why are we not frowning? And maybe I'm just going to stand up and go for a walk or I'm going to sing happy birthday or something that just gets me in total different mindset. What happens with your mind is that it really goes a little bit into shock because it's so unexpected. And it will realize, oh, someone is in charge here. We are not here on this autopilot game. Someone is in charge and maybe... I need to pay attention to what that person wants. Because once you realize that you can stop the response, the next step is to say, what do you want instead? Maybe staying calm, maybe being reflective, maybe before you lash out and get angry, take a time out. Before you get anxious, you ask yourself, well, maybe something inside of me just needs to have a little reassurance, a little comfort. Maybe I have to really walk myself through the steps to take to securely go through a situation that made me in the past feel overwhelmed. There are alternatives. Most of what your addictive mind is doing is interpreting the reality so that you can have this emotional response. You see people as either not liking you or being hostile judgmental, you see circumstances as too difficult or in general life being against you. And so with these attitudes and beliefs, everything is naturally seen that way. So getting out of the addiction mode also needs to be for you to choose to have different perspectives on life. Seeing people not just all the same, but really realizing, well, there are so many friendly people around me. There are so many people that are similar to me that I can relate to. There are so many people that appreciate me for who I am. Life in general is good. Look, I have everything I need. Things are flowing. Oh, wow, the lights aren't green. I'm actually on time to get somewhere. Help your mind to realize it doesn't have to go into this familiar comfortable slash uncomfortable feeling of negativity, there is a way to go through life maybe even more safely and certainly more joyfully with positivity. So 
one way to also help your mind to get rid of that one addiction is to train it to get into another habit, a habit of feeling more calm and maybe even more positive. See, a lot of people I'm working with that have anxiety or uh, chronic stress, they don't really access any other emotions. It's like if you had a piano and you would only play two keys. Well, there is not a lot of songs that you can play and it sounds a little dull. And that's how we often live our our lives when our mind only focuses on these two emotions, our go-to emotions. So training your mind to realize I can actually feel happy. I can laugh. I can actually look at things with a great sense of humor. I can feel touched. I may even feel grateful. Just make sure that you're accessing more of your emotional array so that you have more choices. So not only seeing the world in a different light and asking yourself, how can I see this in a more uplifting or empowering way, but also how can I feel about this differently? How can I feel more that positive, neuroendocrine release of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, all those things that come up with hope, that come up with optimism, that come when we have appreciation and love. In the end, no one needs to be trapped in their emotions, but we have to realize our emotions are following that lead that we are giving them. And if we are not the ones that are saying, well, thank your emotion. Usually, probably you try to keep me safe. Maybe the anger keeps people at arm's length or controls them and gives us a sense of power. Maybe the anxiety makes us always be on our toes, making sure that we don't get hurt or judged or that we don't really get into situations where people can take advantage of us. Maybe feeling chronically stressed always keeps us going. We don't become complacent, lazy. All those things we are told are not okay. Maybe overwhelm gets us off the hook so that we are not feeling that people are expecting too much of us because they only see us as overwhelmed and overworked. Many reasons why our mind thinks negative emotions are safer. But at some point we realize the price we are paying And the price we are paying is that we are draining ourselves and that we are depriving ourselves of joy. Joy, greater purpose, and certainly a greater sense of being connected to life in a positive and empowering way. So stepping back and realizing I can make changes. I can teach my mind to stay calm. I can train my mind to actually stop and reflect before I react. I can help my mind to always see different angles, higher perspectives, broader perspectives, perspectives that come more from kindness and compassion. I can see myself eventually becoming the creator of my reality because I choose how I perceive it and how I feel about it. And I don't feel that something inside of me is making that choice for me. All of those things are possible, but it takes a little work. And it takes also the vigilance to realize when you go back into this autopilot, automatic response, which then again gets your cells and your brain and your mind hooked back in to feeling a certain way, because that's what you think you are. 
keep in mind all those addictions and bad habits are growing in small comfort zones. That's where we live in. That's what we believe the size of our life, the size of ourselves is all about. So to really grow beyond these addictions, we also have to grow our comfort zone. <clears throat> and that means that when we grow our comfort zone, we will get eventually a little bit uncomfortable because we are outside of it and we are not in it anymore. And so we have to really just also be patient to find the consistency and the commitment, but also our own pace to gradually move out of this comfort zone into a bigger, more empowered, but also a more free self, the self who can choose how they want to feel and how they want to respond to the world and not feel that their emotions are choosing our lives. Mm -hmm.